Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Did you know that HIV treatment has changed over the years? Most HIV pills contain three or more medicines. Today, HIV pills with just two medicines may help you stay undetectable. That's nice, right? HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. So how many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, it's no worries, because your doctor does. Talk to your doctor about a two-in-one HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Being an entrepreneur is actually more about understanding marketing than the business. Mm, dead ass. That's a good one. Because mm. a lot of times people don't even know what they need until you tell them. <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. So. What you got for story time? For story time, I'm going to take y'all back to 2013. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. 2014. Mm-hmm. 2014. Oh, matter of fact, Nah. I'm going to go back to 2010, then go to 2014. Okay. 2010, I was working at Poly Prep. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just retired from the NFL, and I was coaching football. Fast forward a little bit, I started training a young man to help him get a scholarship. And I had realized that, oh, wow, I could help young men get scholarships by teaching them how to be bigger, stronger, and faster. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me start focusing on being a trainer. I had already put myself on... A five-year plan to get to Hollywood. We had already discussed it. And I knew that being a trainer could help me make some additional revenue while coaching. So I studied for my NASM, my National Academy of Sports Medicine, started studying exercise physiology and kinesiology. Then I started looking at how to build the clientele. Mm-hmm. I had already had some clients. I was working at Poly Prep. I was like, you know, these clients have money, but they're few and far in between. Mm-hmm. And I can't keep my 
I can't build my client base in Brooklyn with the value of the product being so high. Mm. So I decided to change my strategy and started to train in bulk. Mm. And this is why. I realized in growing a business that you have to find a way to generate revenue at the same time while increasing your client base. The best way to increase your client base, of course, is to cut prices. But a lot of times when you cut prices, you have to uh, give them less value for what they pay for. Right. Skimsing. Yeah, you have to skims pretty <laughs> much. Say, hey, I'll, I'll do it to you for cheap, but you ain't going to get the same product as everyone else. Mm-hmm. I figured if I could give you the same product as everyone else, but cutting my prices by 70%, I'd, able to, I'd be able to build my client pool faster. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I'd be able to cherry pick who could afford the, the higher price training sessions. Mm-hmm. And like clockwork, it, it worked, right? Mm-hmm. At one point, I was charging, I believe it was $150 per session. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple clients who was willing to pay. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was training a couple kids at, at a poly prep who had famous parents and they could afford it. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I, it wasn't bringing in enough money for it to right. be considered a business. Right. So rather than going from 150 per session, I started charging 150 per month. And you got three sessions per week. And I was able to find a way to train up to 30 people at one time. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I started to research and look at the market and see who was having the most success. And you know who was having the most success when it came to training? Groups. Parisi Speed School. Mm-hmm. Parisi Speed School was doing a class model. And and in the class model, what they had decided to do was we're no longer going to focus on just training one person. Mm-hmm. We are going to preach comp- a competition and a competitive edge. The only way you can preach competition and a competitive edge is having people train together. With you. So they changed the ideology right. from a personal training will get you better to training with multiple people. And the more mm-hmm. people you train with, the higher rate you have, the higher chance you have of getting better because there's a chance that somebody in this group is better than you. Mm-hmm. Um, from one month to four months, I went from having six clients to 230 clients. I remember the influx because I was there being your administrative assistant yes. <laughs> trying yes. to track all of it. So yeah. And um, moral of the story is I learned that if you study an industry Staying ahead of the curve and changing before everyone else decides to duplicate what already worked is how you make money. And we'll talk Mm. a little bit more about that when we get back. All right, we're going to dive into that. But uh, this song has a little bit of soul in it, a little bit of R&B. I can dig it. Let me see if you know this song. I can dig it. That's my jam. All I got to do is say the first four words. Okay. When the funk hit. The fan. Smell like shit, lens, grits, and ham. (laughs) Gotta get funky. Hey. Get funky mm. when the funk hey. hits the fan. Hey. Make you wanna slap your man. <laughs> Gotta get funky. <laughs> get funky. Um, where the hell did that come from? Steve Harvey. No, but I'm like, where? Like, how did that just pop into your mind today? Josh. <laughs> Josh was singing it in the corner. I don't know where he came from with this, but he was he was singing it. And I was like, yo, I actually just love that song. He he was saying that how he felt. The high tops was like the the baddest group ever. He was like, "Yo, what? they nice. The high tops is nice. They, they only got one song though. <laughs> they only got one song. That song slapped though." Let's take a quick break. All right, yeah, we'll get, get back. back. Hey, yo, what's good, y'all? Let me ask you a question. Can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, check this out. If you said two, three, or maybe even four, 
You're absolutely right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in one single pill. Yep, there's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? Well, HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. How many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, don't trip, because your doctor knows. Talk to your doctor about a 2-in-1 HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I don't know. Go for a run, take a nap, read a book. Maybe show up for a friend. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot deadass. Ladies, are you tired of trying new hair remedies and TikTok recipes only to keep seeing excessive shedding and breakage? Say goodbye to the struggle and hello to Mayel's incredible sea moss collection, the superfood for your hair and scalp. Packed with 90% of all the essential minerals your hair needs, this collection is a game changer. Experience maximum hair retention for all hair types. Embrace the beauty of healthy, nourished hair with my LC Moss collection because your hair deserves liberation. From the CMOS shampoo and conditioner to the CMOS curl pudding, the CMOS gel hair mask, the CMOS anti-shedding bundle, and more. Formulated for individuals looking to maximize hair retention, this collection helps reduce excess shedding due to breakage. The two powerhouse ingredients in this collection, CMOS and Saw Palmetto, are are what makes it the superfood for your hair and scalp. And remember, it's made for all hair types. CMOS, another Myel product collection for you to love. From one queen to another, shop Myel at Myel.com, Walmart, or your local beauty store today. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Oh, my God. You know what? I didn't even think about when I'm listening to your story time. Of course, we're talking about entrepreneurship, staying ahead of the curve, all that good stuff. But the group sessions and the competitive nature that it kind of just fostered. I didn't even realize that because we were doing yes. um, a segment called Married to the Gym. So when DeVal got all of these kids mm -hmm. to train, I was usually in the gym anyway, 
because mm-hmm. I had to be there to help with administrative stuff, but also too, like I was mm-hmm. getting my workout on after having Jackson and everything. So we just spent a lot of time in the gym. Yeah. And I remember a lot of the moms in their downtime waiting for their kids to finish their training session was like, damn Kay, like you had a baby. How'd you get back? And I'm like, you know, Deval's crazy. I've been training with him. <laughs> and um, they were like, we should like do a little something. Like, can you train yep. me? Can you train me? So for a second, I was like, well, shoot, maybe I can do some training too. But I'm like, I'm not certified to do that. And I wouldn't want to take it lightly. Yeah, so that's no, when Deval was just like, yo, why don't we do a segment called Married to the Gym? Married to the Gym. Where the moms and dads can train with us. And then we just do the session. And that became such a hit. It became huge. Such a hit. And to this day, huge. we have a couple core people who are now yeah. like super good, like yeah. family um, to us friends. And they talk about it too. And they're just like, man, I don't feel like I've been in shape since Married to the Gym. Or I miss the camaraderie that we had and that healthy yeah. competition and that pushing each other. Man, that was that was a good time. But that That's, was group training too. That was um, that was the second part of the story. I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. um, remember when I said I was going to start in 2014? Okay. 2010 was when I started um, doing prototype. Right. And then 2014 merged into Married to the Gym because we had so many uh, young women who were there for the hour mm-hmm. with their sons. So once again, looking ahead at the curb, I was like, you know, if I have parents who are here and they're already going to be here, mm-hmm. if I dedicate my time to their sons, then immediately after I can dedicate an hour to them, same group training, mm-hmm. uh, cut the price a little bit. So it's not 150, it's a hundred. You've already paid the $50 for right. your child's for registration fee. So it was hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I could then duplicate because those the, the kids who were there, their parents had to bring them. Right. So then I had to create a program and I could duplicate my income or duplicate mm-hmm. my revenue mm-hmm. in just an additional hour. And what it taught me about entrepreneurship is that, yes, you have to stay in the present and, and focus on what the present is, but you have to continuously keep looking forward. For sure. Because you know what happens when you do something and you're successful at it? Everybody jumps People on it. People copy you. Yep. Everybody jumps on it. And here's the truth. Because they get to watch you do it, there's a, a great chance that they may be able to do it better than you. Yeah. Because they've watched you do it. Oh, for sure. They've watched you stumble. They've watched you they've make a mistake. Flaws, and when you yeah, when you have a different holes. perspective, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when you're the first, it's good. Mm-hmm. But then the second and third person typically reap the benefits because they can do what you've done better unless mm-hmm. you continue to move forward mm-hmm. and you reinvent yourself. But by the time the fourth, fifth, sixth person starts to copy you, mm-hmm. that trend is already dead. Yeah. Someone has to create a new trend. Mm -hmm. And when you are the person who stays ahead of the curve and you keep creating the trends, that's how you keep growing your business. Shout out to your beautiful mind because if I'll always be thinking of what's next, (laughs) what's coming up next, that's probably Um, why essentially in Brooklyn, you're like the godfather of training and and all that, you know, because you really set the tone out there at a time when no one was really focused on football and kids no and, and coming out of Brooklyn. That is like, a fact. That was not a thing. And mm. now think about how many children are now in co- college. They're grown men who have gone to school for free and they've Absolutely. gone through the mentorship program and they're Absolutely. teaching children now. Like the, the effect is still definitely felt. And shout out to like your brother and Dolo who are still kind of carrying on the legacy and a lot of the kids that you, I keep saying kids, I feel like they were, our, right. they were literally our children, right. but they're, these are grown men now that are doing the same thing and impacting the community that way and it's Absolutely. pretty dope to see we have i think we have at least four young men from steven renee uh dj white mm-hmm. um roger something who else wayne yeah, morgan kai, uh, kai mm-hmm. bryant my cousin those are five young men there who i know for a fact are making a living now mm-hmm. based on the tutelage from the training that we've we've mm-hmm. taught them mm-hmm. but more, most importantly what you said is very very true there was no industry of sports performance training in new york 
period, mm-hmm. until we got there. The only place people used to go to train, shout out to, to this place, was Parisi Speed School. Yeah. That's where I studied and learned, you right. know, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention how much I learned at the Parisi Speed School in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first Parisi Speed School that was actually brought to the city. Parisi Speed School started out in New Jersey. By yes. the time they got to the city, they already had 70 plus locations. Was that where we used to drive you? I used to drive you and Bo to, was that Parisi? Yes, that was Parisi. That's where I trained for my NFL Pro Day yes, in 2006. Yes, yes. I forget that they were in Jersey. Yeah, they they jumped on the scene in the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of athletes at the NFL Combine who had run four threes, four twos. And everyone was like, if you want your athletes to or get a first round grade, they got to run fast. Mm-hmm. Send them here. Yeah. So then they started sending a bunch of NFL athletes to Parisi Speed School. I trained at Parisi, Parisi Speed School, ran a 4-3 at my pro day, and I became um, really good friends with the trainer there, Ron. Mm-hmm. Ron was the trainer Ron, who trained me and, yes, and Bo. Yes. And I remember y'all packed into my little RAV4 like remember? a clown car, okay? Because the Val's 89 Maxica, they were, a Maxima, they were running through that car. They weren't making it. She, she, was, she was giving up. Maxine was giving <laughs> Maxine up at that point. Maxine was she wasn't making it. And I said, all right, y'all could use the green machine, baby, because y'all got <laughs> places to go and things to do. So that was dope. That was a fun, fun time when I look back on it. Absolutely. For sure. But um, I was always watching, right. seeing how things work. Well, yeah, and that goes back to my soundbite talking about like, People don't know sometimes what they need until you show them. Absolutely. Like you have to Absolutely. see that there's a deficit or see that there's a room or an area for um, a need or yeah. a want and then trying to find a way to fulfill that, right? So that's usually how businesses start or yeah. essentially um, what people try to do in the very beginning. And to your point, you may start with a certain model, but people see that, okay, maybe they, if I did this a little bit differently yep. or if I, I use their model, but I tweak this or I add yep. that then they can essentially probably be better at the original idea. We've seen so many products that have come yep. and gone and, you know, duplicates and replicas. And at this point now yep. you're just reading the reviews at this point because you're just not sure which way to go. But it always starts with that original idea yep. and, and knowing that someone needs it. So people always ask, what's the secret sauce when it comes to building a successful business? And for us, the key has always been to just make your own way. Thanks. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Following the success of others can help you succeed. But mm. if you want to exceed those levels, innovation and staying ahead of the curve yes. is important. Absolutely. You, like the most important thing is to not, well, Tribble. Shout out to Tribble. She mm-hmm. has some key things here. I want to discuss these key things as we go through them. So for okay. example, Facts and stats. Forbes magazine gives three ways to stay innovative in your industry. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I haven't looked at this yet. So okay. let's see. Look to the future. We've discussed that. Mm-hmm. Try to forecast revolutionary innovations. What products or services would render your company obsolete? What small changes can you put in place now okay. to be able to adapt better tomorrow? There you go. Can you accomplish a task faster, faster and for less money? Who can you foster relations with that can read the landscape of your industry? So Essentially what we were saying, yeah. Essentially what we were saying, but we've also duplicated this when it came to social media. Mm. Right? So let's be innovative, right? They talked about look to the future. Can you forecast revolutionary innovations? I'm about to tell y'all some truth about us and social media. Okay. I did not reinvent the wheel when I started doing social media, but Mm -hmm. I did look back first to see what was successful. I knew that I wanted to get in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. I also knew that you wanted to get in front of the camera. Right. After auditioning and auditioning, I felt like I was in the rat race, the same rat race as everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in the same places with little to no management, online with 50 to 60 guys who look similar to me in height, weight, and build, 
for one role. And mm-hmm. the role was a speaking role where I had one line, something like, man, fuck you, man. It was like <laughs> something like that. And I was like, how am I going to be able to build my resume as an actor? Man, the playing, range. Playing hobo the, number one. Chops. You know? <laughs> so I look back in time and I said, yeah. you know, I, I realized there were a ton of rappers who were not actors who started to get opportunities in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Will Smith. LL. LL. Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Heavy Eve. D at one point had a show. Eve had a show. Mm-hmm. So I was Brandy. like- Brandy. So I'm like, what is it that made them get access to producers to get a TV show? Influence. Mm. All of those people were influential, one, but also marketable. Mm-hmm. Influence and marketability. So I looked around me and I said, well, Dolo just introduced me to this thing called Instagram. Mm-hmm. I can prove my influence by just being myself, creating my own content. Remember when mm-hmm. I sat down with you and I said, yo, <laughs> I'm going to do my own sitcom. It's going to be a 15 second sitcom. Yes. Right. We called it a social sitcom. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell are you going to do with 15 seconds? <laughs> and we put, we started putting together our short 15 second videos. Mm-hmm. Then, Instagram grew to 60 seconds mm-hmm. and from there it was a wrap. Yeah. But the the key was the innovation, right? And that's what I want to get to. I couldn't do what everyone else was doing. At the time, people were doing um shock videos. Remember Boom Gang? Yeah. Remember Fat Boy SSC? Was that when Vine was a thing too? Was it those short Vine videos where people were well, just Well, Vine doing... was seven seconds. Oh, okay. But um, this is when Vine was slowly dying out because when Instagram started implementing... 15 second videos and Snapchat was around, mm-hmm. Vine had started to die. Uh, but everyone was doing shock videos, which was like someone would run up to you and knock your food out your hand and run. Oh, right, 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 right. And I was like, I don't yes. see how this can be marketable. Right. So I decided to decided to do dad videos. Mm-hmm. I just decided before I saw anybody else that I was going to sit down and talk about what it was like being a father. I was going to complain the way dads complain. (laughs) I was going to love on my wife the way dads love on their wife. I was going to love on my kids, but it was going to be real and honest. Mm -hmm. And what it did was it gave me a spotlight that Mm -hmm. no one else had already done. Mm -hmm. So what it did was it started bringing all of the eyeballs to my page. And then as it grew and I started to see more dads doing similar content, because we we saw guys even doing a... If you've been following us yes. for a while, you know that the... That was, was iMovie? That was an iMovie. Yeah, that was an iMovie sound, edit. yes. And oh, we've seen so many like redos of Yeah, reiterations of, of the stuff yeah. that we've already done. The you on the edge of the bed. I think I just seen one the other day. Or me yeah. having you at the edge of the bed and I was just seen like, okay. Seen a couple okay. videos do that. Yeah. We've seen people do the drop video. Yes. We saw people do the drop video. Right. Um, the hyping up your wife videos. Right. Like These are all videos I've been doing since 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was able to, it was able to catch on mm-hmm. and became a trend. Right. But then it, once it became a trend, everyone started doing it. Right. So then we had to pivot. Then we pivoted to podcasts. Right, right. And from the podcast, we ended up booking some TV shows. And from there, mm-hmm. we pivoted to the book. The book. Or the live shows. The live show. Oh, yeah. yeah. From the podcast yeah. to the live show. Yep. Then to the book. And the whole point is... We've never stayed stagnant with how we were going to create content. Yeah, we Because didn't. now from the book and the live shows, we created the Patreon. Yeah. The Patreon is a way for us to give people more high quality, long form content. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because that's where we wanted to start in the beginning. We just didn't know how to do it. But we used all of our resources to grow so that we can scale our business to do greater things. And that's what I really want today to punch to all entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's time. 
Yeah. Things take time, time right? Time, consistency. And I also feel like there has to be a desire, right? Because for me, for example, I feel like I've reached a point where I'm thinking about what's next. And I spoke mm-hmm. to you about this recently. I was like, babe, I feel like, okay, we, I'm, I'm doing the, the Patreon stuff with you. That's like my focus, the all day mm-hmm. case stuff, us like growing that platform, um, you know, sharing more there. But I was like, I feel like I should be doing something else. Like maybe I should start a business, like selling something. And, you know, you see people just like mm-hmm. selling stuff, products, whatever right. it is that's near and dear to me, things that I love, enjoy, use frequently. Some areas that I've looked into, I'm just like, man, it just seems so oversaturated. Like everybody just mm-hmm. wants to sell a lip gloss or everyone wants mm-hmm. to have a arousal oil. And I just, I'm fighting that desire to feeling like I need to do something versus also to just saying to myself, you don't need to be in everything. You need to maybe focus on the things that are already in progress. And that's the conversation that you had with me. Yes. So like, what advice do you have for people like me who are just like, man, I feel like I should be doing something but I just feel like I don't want to just put anything out there, nor do I want to half-ass something. So this is what you have to understand, right? Movement mm-hmm. is not always progress. Mm-hmm. You That's can you one. can move in place all Bus- day. Busy work. You can, you can stand in there and do jumping jacks all day. You'll be mm-hmm. moving like a motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not going anywhere. Right. Movement is not progress. When you say to yourself, I have to be doing something. Yeah. There's no direction there. There's yeah. no purpose there. That's true. There's no impetus to put you towards uh, mm-hmm. success. Right. So just saying I have to do something is not the answer. What you have to say is what is important to me that I can monetize? Mm-hmm. Because doing something means I'm going to find something that everyone else is doing to make money. Mm-hmm. If you don't love that, you can't keep up what it takes to build that to be profitable. Yeah, the passion or the yes. desire. Yeah. Just saying I have to do something because I feel like I'm not doing anything is yeah. not going to push you in a direction to be yeah. great. In order to build something to be profitable in any business, it takes two to three years. That is so true. So if you're just doing something that you don't love and you don't have a passion for it, how are you going to commit two or three years of just doing something because someone else is doing it? Right. You have to look within yourself first and say, what do I love to do? What is important to me? Then saying, can I monetize this? Can I find a way to make this profitable? Is this what I love? Is there a need for it in the world that I can find a marketplace to put my love on the marketplace to make money? And if you can do that, Mm -hmm. then you start working towards that. Right. But to just say, I got to do something. Nah. That's literally me. I was like, man, I should be doing something. But then you were so right in that you were like, Kadeen, you have certain things in motion already. There's certain things that you love to just do. So why not invest more time in those things so you can reap the benefits of that? See? But I was also thinking of the influence side of things. And I'm just like, man, like I'm over here doing brand partnerships, of course, with products that I enjoy and love. And those are the only things that I, the only products that I tend to, um, to partner with. So I'm like, shoot, if I'm making all these other companies business, much, much like when I was working for Mac cosmetics, for example, right. Working for Mac cosmetics for years. This is when the recession hit. And I was like, I got to do something working for the company. And I'm over here like, you know, one of the top producers, average unit sale is mm. through the roof every single day. Bringing in thousands of Yeah, you remember that? I used to stress over the AUS. Yeah. But I used to bring in so much money just off of the knack for A, having relationships yep. with people and being able to communicate and having great mm-hmm. interpersonal communication skills. And then pairing that with just makeup artistry skills. I was doing really well. But I'm like, I'm making all of this money yeah. for Frank and Frank. And I feel like I'm just getting paid, you know, pennies on the side for the hard work that I'm investing. And that's when I said, all right, the passion and the desire to then want to have my own makeup business and do my own thing. It made sense in that moment because it was a way for me to do something on my own and make more money. So let me 
first answer that question, but also go to the second point, right? Mm -hmm. Facts and stats. Number one, number two was don't be afraid to emulate others. Okay. What new products or services do your competitors have? Is this an innovation you should adopt? When startups appear, why do they appear? What void are they attempting to fill? And what are they offering that others do not? I'm going to tell you how perfect this is. Mm -hmm. Remember when I worked at Parisi Speed School? Uh I took the Parisi Speed School model for just training and applied it to football. Mm. Oh, so you just specialized it. I specialized it. because, and, And also, you see where it says here, what new products or services do your competitors have? Parisi was doing the class model mm-hmm. first. Parisi was doing the class. No one was doing a football class model. Mm-hmm. All of the football training they were doing was one-on-one training because like, I have to focus on this one child. Mm-hmm. But to me, that didn't make sense because you play football as a team. Mm-hmm. There's no point in football where it's one-on-one except if you're outside playing receiver or defensive back. But even in that time, you need a quarterback to throw the ball. Right. So I was like, the team aspect works for football Better than any other sport. It's easier to get people to buy in to 20 people in a right, group. Right, right. Because on the field at one time, you have 22 people. Ah, so emulating yeah. others and seeing what the industry is doing mm-hmm. is a way for you to stay ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Because remember when I said when you start something, the person who does it second or third typically does it better than you. Mm-hmm. If you see someone do something great and you notice some things you can change, be the second or third person. Emulate yep. and do it better. Yep. Don't just do it exactly the same. Find a way to do it better. Mm-hmm. Because when that fourth and fifth or sixth person come, it's going to be too late for them. You've already made all of the changes. Right. So emulating others is not wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we all find inspiration from people, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Brown is great. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he emulates Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. right? Kobe Bryant is great. Why? Because he emulates Michael Jordan. Right. You know, and it goes down the line in, in every every facet. Um. And I forgot his name, but Bernie Mac was great. But there was a comedian before Bernie Mac. He had the wide eyes oh, and everything. Um, yes, I could see his um, face. He did. Um, uh, he was Port, the voice. Porter? No, no he was the voice um, behind Bebe's Kids. The voice behind the Bebe's oh, no, Kids yeah, dad. Somebody else. Did. Rob Harris. Rob Harris. Okay. Rob Harris was an amazing comedian. Mm-hmm. Bernie Mac said so many times that he he emulated him like he had so much of, and he's become great because of that. Mm-hmm. Me in particular, people think I'm funny. Why? I love Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in my game. Yep. So sometimes you can see someone and say that inspiration yeah. has, you know, gotten me to this point. What can I do to make it better? So that's true. And don't some of the be greats, afraid to emulate others. For sure. And I think the greats are nostalgic, right? So when you see somebody who does a version of it and does it well, yes. you know, or makes it their own, then that's just a moment in time where you're just like, damn, that reminds me of a really you're great. good point in time. Beyonce yeah. loved Tina Turner. Tina Turner, yep. She emulated her performance style, being all over the, the all stage, over the yeah. stage dancing, not just being a ballad singer mm-hmm. because Beyonce could sing, but she's like, I want to be a performer. Mm-hmm. Like that's people, emulation is important yeah. because that's where you get inspiration. For sure. So it's, it's important for you to look at your competitors, look what's going on around the field and see like, wait a minute, I see that. You know, give kudos and always give shout outs. Mm-hmm. Emulation is not the same as stealing. Because out <laughs> right. here in this world, right? Yeah. I've seen it a lot, especially with yeah. influencers. Mm-hmm. Influencers will see someone else do something, take it, say it's their own, put a different name on it, and never give credit to the person. Nope. The mm-hmm. person who gave them the inspiration, which mm-hmm. is fucked up. If yeah, we're being wild. quite frank, it's messed up. <laughs> it is so. wild. All right. And third, experiment with different avenues or ideas. Invest in research and development. 66% of small businesses in the U.S. are profitable. 41% of entrepreneurs plan to expand or remodel their business in 2022. Mm -hmm. All right. So look, 
Here's the thing. It says experiment with different avenues or ideas. Mm -hmm. That's what we do now. Yeah, we sure as hell do. Because some stick, some don't. The book was an experiment. Mm -hmm. It sure as hell was for me. Patreon was an experiment. Um, the live show started as an experiment. Mm -hmm. You know, like these were all things that we said we have to invest in ourselves first. And if you're an entrepreneur, this is this is not on here, but I will tell you this. You have to put a slush fund away for experiments for new ideas. Mm -hmm. So 25% of the money I make in the business goes to a fund that is automatically for reinvestment back into the business. Mm -hmm. Which means when money comes in, I always put money aside. Of course, we do our wealth planning. Mm -hmm. We have our salaries. Uh, we have our money that's in the business just so that our business can be solvent, mm -hmm. right? Solvency means that your business can pay out. Pay out so yeah. Say, for example, we're on strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're on strike, right? You have you still have to be able to pay your employees, mm -hmm. right? So you have to have solvency in your business. But then it also has to be an investment fund. So it's like, okay, the business has stalled here. Mm -hmm. Why? What if you don't have enough trainers? Right. What if you don't have enough printers to print t-shirts? What mm -hmm. if you don't have, you know, like there's things that come up. I mean, stuff always happens in always. business. It's life, <laughs> essentially. But if you have that fund where it's just like, you know what? I can hire an additional trainer, which mm -hmm. is what I did. Remember, mm -hmm. I started out with me, Dolo, and Brian. Mm -hmm. By the time we got to 2015, it was me, Dolo, Brian, Kamal, Rick, Rick Kai. Trying to think who else was. Uh, Roger mm -hmm. I was training athletes at one point. Maya mm -hmm. was also training athletes at one point. Man, Maya had me like a track. Maya star. had you. Maya I had you right. Was running like a gazelle, y'all. <laughs> Damn, I miss those days. Well, not really, because I almost died a couple times. But you know, hey, you never almost died, bro. Do you remember when she had me doing rabbit with the the high school girls? You felt like you was going to die, but you didn't almost I die. I <laughs> could barely breathe. I she was crying, remember it, like the I feeling, can't, I can't, the I feeling can't. of 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 like can't breathe so I you're can't. nervous because you can't breathe you feel like you're gonna die because you can't breathe and then you're exhausted from the run like i was at that point i was like 28 <laughs> running with 15 year old girls okay 28 first of all is not old but i mean compared to 15 year old girls who have trained in track chow 28 is not old no, no i know it's, it's not, not old, old. and, not and i think means, but. you hadn't trained like that ever in life but that feeling of breaking through the threshold of, oh, oh my God, I can't breathe to, oh my God, I'm breathing while doing this hard workout is invigorating. Like that's how you become an athlete. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's why most athletes- I was athletes, pretty badass at that point, guys. You were. You were. Yeah, I think about it. And you still are badass. You still are badass. You Thank don't you. you don't push as much. You kind of like, listen, I'm doing it on my own. Listen. I'm doing my own. But I'm you, do you my push sprints. more on I'm the weights. I'm going to work. The weights is my weights. thing. That's You're my thing. You're not in the running. No. I'm no. Maybe my next life. <laughs> all right y'all hope that helped you today if you're on the fence about starting a business in the thick of it or you you got a little you know idea brewing um hopefully that helped you out today all right y'all back to the money we're going to take a quick break get into some ads and then we'll move into listener letters so stick around hey yo what's good y'all let me ask you a question can you remember how many medicines are in an HIV pill? Well, check this out. If you said two, three, or maybe even four, you're absolutely right. Most HIV pills contain three or four medicines, but you also may be able to stay undetectable with just two medicines in one single pill. Yep, there's an HIV pill containing just two medicines that may help you stay undetectable. Why might all this matter for someone on HIV treatment? Well, 
HIV pills are taken daily, so consider whether a pill with fewer medicines might be right for you. How many medicines are in your HIV pill? If you don't know, don't trip, because your doctor knows. Talk to your doctor about a 2-in-1 HIV pill today. Visit www.fewerhivmeds.com to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Ladies, are you tired of trying new hair remedies and TikTok recipes only to keep seeing excessive shedding and breakage? Say goodbye to the struggle and hello to Mayel's incredible sea moss collection, the superfood for your hair and scalp. Packed with 90% of all the essential minerals your hair needs, this collection is a game changer. Experience maximum hair retention for all hair types. Embrace the beauty of healthy, nourished hair with my L.C. Moss collection because your hair deserves liberation. From the CMOS shampoo and conditioner to the CMOS curl pudding, the CMOS gel hair mask, the CMOS anti-shedding bundle, and more. Formulated for individuals looking to maximize hair retention, this collection helps reduce excess shedding due to breakage. The two powerhouse ingredients in this collection, CMOS and Saw Palmetto, are what makes it the superfood for your hair and scalp. And remember, it's made for all hair types. CMOS, another Myel product collection for you to love. From one queen to another, shop Myel at Myel.com, Walmart, or your local beauty store today. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, we back. We're back. Listen, letter time. You want to go first, baby, or should I go first? Ladies first. Go All ahead. All right. Hey, Candy. My husband and I are both 26 years old. We have three children. He works and I haven't had a job since our middle child was born two years ago. He makes good money for where we live in Alabama. And he's also making plans and strides to get into other fields and build other streams of income. The problem is I feel like he's making moves in his life and I'm sort of on pause. I love being a mom and being a homemaker, but I also have big dreams for my business, Nurture by Nature. Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a doula and I want to travel and help women have babies. I love that. That's, that's like so in the, in the core up, of what yeah. I love. Um, 
Even tasks like operating my online sales have been slipping because I'm just exhausted or busy with children. How do I deal with the resentment of feeling like mm. time is slipping away from me to build and fully operate my business while he gets to make moves and grow? I know he's working to do this for his family, but I just feel like I'm getting closer to 30 and that I have nothing of my own to show for my 20s. And I'm scared to be 40, 50 plus and have nothing to show for it. Girl, calm down. I'm about to say, she's 26. Girl, calm down. You're talking about 40s and 50 plus? Girl, if you knew where we were at 26 trying to figure <laughs> shit out. I know. I, I mean, first of all, you do have a lot to show for it. At 26, you have three beautiful children and a husband who who's loves you, who's working yeah. hard for your family. That in itself is an accomplishment, I would think, as a married yes. couple and as a family. So celebrate that. However, sis, I do understand and I completely feel you when you feel like you are just at home, not living to your full potential and your full max. That was me for a little bit. When yeah. we were in Michigan, after I graduated grad school, yeah. I came out there with the intention of working, didn't find anything in my field, felt like I was a bump on a log, also felt like I was not a contributing member of the family. And that too can also take mm -hmm. a shot at that at your ego and at what you feel like you have um, to offer. So um, I'm thinking what would work for sure is if you try to find pockets of time that you can invest in your business, right? The beauty of being a stay-at-home mom and having time is that sometimes you feel like you have time, but you don't. However, structure, right? Putting children down for naps, getting household things done in a certain way where there's a structure and you're just allotting time to devote to your business. I think it's just a matter of organization. I know when I was at home with the kids, a lot of times you just feel like the day is a jumble because you're just running after kids all day. But I think it would be helpful if you found pockets of time to devote to your business. So that way you feel like you're having a little bit of an outlet. Um, I don't know if you have any family help nearby where you can maybe designate times that someone else is caring for the children. I don't know the ages too of your other children. So you can kind of go from there. One thing you didn't notice, she said that the middle child was born two years ago. Mm -hmm. That means they have two under two. She has no time. Oh, the middle child. The middle is born child two was years born ago. two years ago, which means they have two kids under two years old. Oh yeah, you don't got no time. Sis. There's no time. But but here, but here's the that thing, is though, true. right? You're 26 years old. If that middle child was born two years ago, that mm -hmm. means that other child is probably around one or close A to being months, one. Yeah, but. All of those children will be in school in three years. Mm -hmm. Three years, by, by four mm -hmm. minimum, all of them will be in school. And you know what you'll have? Time. From 8 to 3 p.m., time. That and is true. you'll be 29 years old. You still won't even be 30. Mm -hmm. So you'll have plenty of time in your 30s to dedicate yourself because now your children will be in school, right? Your husband will be at work. You'll have all this time for yourself in the middle of the day so you can dedicate your 30s to building whatever it is you want to build. Kay and I have talked about this and I always felt like I had to work to put as much help around Kadeen so that she didn't spend her whole life running after kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if your mom got to move here, if your dad got to move in here, I, if I got to get more job to get help, I'll get you help. Mm -hmm. But one thing we did notice was that Everything we thought we had to do in our 20s for it to count yeah. was bullshit. Facts. 20s is like a blur. It's a blur. Like <laughs> it literally we, is a blur. We've built everything we have mm -hmm. through our 30s. And then Kadeen walked in her first New York Fashion Week show, closing in on 40. Yeah. And yeah. felt great. And, and I say all that to tell you, I know it feels like life is passing you by at 26. Yeah. But sweetheart, sweetheart, you, you have 14 life. more years left before you reach 40. Mm-hmm. 
14, which means you have plenty of time. Plenty. And the fact that they got the kids out the way early. True. Bro. If you're done, yeah, that's a good thing too. Because baby, this. I'm settling into myself and who I am at 40. Yeah. I heard, I've heard that from everybody and I don't know why I thought I was going to be any different. Yeah. But most people say that like once you hit 40, you're finally like settled yeah. into who you are as a person. So yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the part that I missed in the beginning. You don't got no time now, sis. But you're investing yeah. in your family yes. and your home with your children and you're raising your children and, and that's what I would hope most people want to do is be there to raise their children until they're in school. I agree. And then that frees up your time. But I time. feel like with the way her husband works with her and they work together. Yeah. She, if she dedicates these next couple years to making sure they get off to school and everybody is good, yeah. she, she can have all the time in the world. Right. You know, the, like all the time to build her business because mm -hmm. you'll have all of that day. Mm -hmm. And then, excuse me, I don't know how you guys are going to, you know, figure out what the chores are, but at three o'clock, once you go pick up the kids, you dedicate your time to your family. That's a fact. I love that. You know? But still, sis. I mean, you look like you have two under two here. Still see if you can find a couple pockets of time for yourself, girl. Don't yeah, go crazy. two under two is rough, mama. Yeah. That's rough. We was there. Yeah. It is not and easy. And we had help, so hopefully yes. you got some. All right, thanks for writing in. On to the next. Take it away, babe. Okay, let me start by saying that I just love you guys so much and your story is really beautiful. But okay, let me go ahead and dive into the story. My significant other of 20 years died almost two years ago. Sorry to hear that, mama. Wow. And I thank you for the, the kudos. This October, and everyone is telling me I should get out and start dating again. But our children are 17 and 9 years old. I'm hesitant because our children only ever seen us together in the same household. And I'm afraid of what it would look like or to even introduce them to another person of interest. And may I add, I am a 38-year-old Aries. Hey, welcome. Uh, who loves hard and loves sex. I know, trust me. So I want to be careful who I invite in my world. Plus, I'm not sure if I even know how to date anymore. But your girl do have needs and I'm tired of toys. And I do miss having someone to talk to, hold and comfort me with. What the heck? Please give me some kind of advice because your girl is lost in these new dating streets. Oh, man. Well, I'm I'll tell so you like this. You know who don't know how to date? Other. Me and Kay. <laughs> I don't even know how to help you with that. I don't know how to help you with that. That's, but I think you do deserve if you feel like you've moved on. Not moved on per se. You're, you're ready to now, you know, show interest in someone else. That so you deserve that. I hate I hate to be this type of person. I used to hate when my dad said it to me. Mm -hmm. But this is the fact. What is What happens in life happens for you always. It's, and it always happens. I don't know if you believe in God or you believe in the universe. But things that happen in your life happen for you to be successful. Even when pain happens, pain happens as a lesson. If you didn't die during the pain, it was a lesson to make you stronger, mm -hmm. right? So, I, I, and I'm saying this with the heaviest of heart, right? But your person, your soulmate who passed on, they passed on because God saw it fit for you to see something else or be with something else, right? That person is with God now, right? So you can't sit here and say, God, that was my person. You made a mistake. Mm -hmm. No, God. You blessed me with that person for 20 years of life. I appreciate you. I appreciate that person. I appreciate my kids. But you still have a fiduciary responsibility to your children and yourself to be happy. Mm -hmm. And if your happiness looks like you being with someone else, you you shouldn't feel guilty about that. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't think that you should sit and soak about the fact that you lost someone. You know, honor that person. Um, Continue that person's memory. You have children with that person. But still go out and live your life and be happy because that's what that person... And that's what your children would want. Mm -hmm. You know, if um, I hate speaking on this, but if something were to happen to me, 
I would hope to God that Kadeem doesn't sit in this house and just be lonely and look at old pictures of me. I would hope that she would Can't do, promise you that. Do, but, but I would hope that you would do what's going to make you happy. No, I agree. If, if you being happy means that you sit in the house and you remember me, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But if you being happy means that you need to be with someone else and get some companionship, you know, and, and have someone else, have my boys see someone else love you the way someone is supposed to love you, I'd be all for it mm-hmm. because they need to see it. And because you need to feel it. Just because right. I'm gone doesn't mean someone can't feel that. Mm-hmm. God creates people for a reason. Right. So First of I, all, I rebuke like, all of that in the name yes, of Jesus. Yes, I, I rebuke but... <laughs> that because nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing's no. going to happen to you. No, but um, I completely get it. Right. But um. But no, I completely... You I think see what that's I'm saying? A, you know, I think that's... No, for sure. Absolutely. And she's only 38. Yeah, you're 38, mama. You have a whole lot of life left to live. And I think that there's always another chance. You know, there's always another chance for love. And I think you deserve that. Um, and um, remember we remember we used to train a lot of kids. It's funny this episode. I had a lot of single moms mm-hmm. whose whose husbands were either gone mm-hmm. or incarcerated or chose not to be a part of the children's life. And so often, the moms would say, "You know, I'm just here for my son." And the sons or daughters, which I was training, would be like, "My mom need to find a boyfriend. My mom <laughs> need to, you know what I'm saying? Like right. they she wanted, my business. Yeah, they wanted to see she the moms needs- happy. Yes, it's true." It is you, true. You, you remember. It is you, true. They used to be like, yo, and then now we see a couple of the moms dating and yeah. the sons and the daughters are like, yo, like, right, right. this is good to see. Somebody's <laughs> loving my mom. So when yeah. you feel like your children are not going to embrace that person, it all right. depends on how you embrace that person and how that person embraces, embraces your home family. So of course, use discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, If you like me and you love sex, that means that you're going to love having sex with someone who honors you and appreciates you. Because loving sex is not the same as loving the right type of sex. Right. I love with the, the right, right type, type of, of sex with the right type of person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, all types of sex doesn't a- appeal to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're Aries, 30 like me, you're probably the same way. So just use discernment, protect yourself, protect your peace, but um, and enjoy your, your life, ma. Yeah, you know? live it up. Live it up, sis. All right, y'all. If you want to be featured as a listener letter, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. And if you can't spell it, tell them, babe. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. (laughs) Moment of truth time. We're talking staying ahead of the curve. We're talking entrepreneurship, how to be innovative. Yes. What we got for them to round out this show today. So this is is really the the big message, right? Your job never ends when you're an entrepreneur. Never. You, You never... Reach a point in the business where the business is running on autopilot and everything's going to be fine through perpetuity. That's not the way businesses work. Nope. Businesses are all about being innovative, right? If, if anyone here watches Succession, go watch Succession. This family was oh, we just worth billions yet. of dollars and all they ever did was have meetings on how to recreate the business and evolve as a business. Mm-hmm. This was a billion dollar family. Um, all of the successful people that I know who are worth billions, because we know a couple now who are worth billions. You know what they talk about? How to pivot and change and create mm-hmm. and stay ahead of the curve. And they all started from small places, like most of us. Mm-hmm. We started from small places, and we continue to pivot and curve, pivot and curve, pivot and curve. Just like what I do with Kay, right? I noticed that we in the bed. Sometimes when I pivot <laughs> and I throw the curve, 
That's when I see her go, oh. So then I just keep pivoting and curving, pivoting and curving, pivoting and curving. Till it's dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. That's it. Just stay, just stay innovative. Yeah. Keep your mind sharp. Read books. Look at the industry. Never Mm -hmm. feel like you've arrived because the minute you feel like you've arrived, that's when somebody gonna pass you. I think one thing that I pulled. That's a really good one, babe. Thanks for that. Um, I think what I pulled from this too is, you know. Learning to foster relationships that can read the landscape of your industry and your business, because sometimes you may not be able to even foresee that. I do Mm. think it takes a special mind for someone in business to just even start a business, but there are roadblocks, there are stumps. Sometimes you hit a rut. You don't know what's the next thing. As you get older, you don't realize how you have to keep up with technology. So learning how to join forces with people who may know a little more than you about the industry that can then tell you, you know what, I think this is a good way for you to move or I would advise you to mm, do this. Yeah, I like that. So, you know, not being afraid to look for advice because, you know, this is who I look to for advice when it comes to anything business related because baby, I'm a worker bee. Tell me what I got to do and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the talent and all that because when he talked about 15 second videos on Instagram, I was like, what? <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Facts. So some people Facts. I think are just gifted with the knack of innovation, creativity, and business entrepreneurships. And that's you. So shout out to my, shout out to my man. <laughs> I appreciate to you. To my baby. man. Thank you to my man. Yeah. All right, y'all. Be sure to follow us and find us on Patreon if you haven't yet to see exclusive Deadass podcast video content and Ellis family content. You'll see a whole lot more of us and the boys here doing all of the things because, you know, we going to shenan again and again and and the goddamn game. (laughs) And find us on social media, Deadass the podcast. I'm Kadeen. I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate. Review, subscribe. subscribe. Make sure you pick up your tickets to Love Against the World oh, Tour. Yes. We coming to y'all this February. All VIP is sold out, so don't wait too long. But we still have some good seats. We and sure last do. but not least, pick up your copy of We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want out of your relationship. It's a New York Times bestseller. Over 70,000 copies sold. Come on, y'all. And we appreciate Get us y'all. to 100K by the end of the year. The holiday season's coming up, and it is a stocking stuffer. Yeah! Gems, baby. Dead ass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.